0: No matter what gift I may be given by God in my life, I cannot practice those gifts unless I have, what? Love in my life. That's the key. Love. Love is the greatest gift. And apart from true love, none of us can practice these gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have to have love in our lives.
1: Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We are so glad you've joined us today as Raul returns to 1 Corinthians to explore its practical guidance for effectively operating in the spiritual gifts God has given us through His Holy Spirit. We'll see that when we ground our actions in love and prioritize unity, the Lord can use us mightily in the building of His kingdom. Let's join Raul Reese now in 1 Corinthians chapter 12.
0: One of the things about the Corinthians, and Paul writes about them, is that now that he comes to spiritual issues, he recognizes that these people were very cardinal people. Uh, there was nothing really spiritual about them. They had come to a place now where Paul is going to teach them about the spiritual gifts that they can not only use, but they were abusing There was already a problem in the church with these Corinthians, and unfortunately, members were grieving the Holy Spirit by their carnal ways, which uh, not only they themselves understood. And they wanted to be spiritual, but at the same time, their carnality was stronger than the Spirit of God in their lives. They were like children with toys instead of adults with valuable tools. They needed to become mature in Jesus Christ. And I believe that probably this is one of the main problems that we see in so many people today. Uh, you're coming to hear the Word of God to study it, and you're going to ask God to minister to your heart. And those that continue to study the Bible and go from book by book and chapter by chapter and verse by verse, those are the people that expand their borders. Those are the people that begin to grow and to develop into instruments that God intends to use for His glory. And so Paul now what he's going to do, he's going to face now these people that want to know about spiritual gifts, and they've been abusing the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And this is one of the areas today that happens among charismatics and uh, some of the churches where uh, there are no lines. Uh, you know, as the Spirit moves, as the Spirit flows, hey, whatever happens, happens. But that's not what the Bible teaches. What Paul is going to do tonight He's going to teach us order in the church. Order. How can I use the gifts of the Holy Spirit in my life and be active in the church of Jesus Christ? And I like that. Because God wants to use us and the gifts that he's given to us. So now he begins in chapter 12, beginning with verses 1 through 13, as he begins to speak about the gift of the Spirit, and that is the unity That has to be in the body of Christ. Now, let me say this. If there's no unity, then how can God work in the body of Jesus Christ? He can't. We have to be united. There has to be the flowing of the Holy Spirit through the unity of the body of Christ. Through every individual person that is here tonight. And that's something that is of importance to the body of Christ. First of all, we need to confess the same Lord of Lords. Look how he begins, chapter 12, beginning with verse 1. This is now a statement that is very interesting, but at the same time, it proves where the Corinthians were at. He says, not concerning spiritual gifts. If you have an old King James Bible or New King James Bible, it's going to say spiritual gifts. That's not the true translation. In the original language, it should read like this, not concerning spirituals. Spirituals is what we're talking about. The gifts that God gives to his wife, because he's talking about a spiritual person, not a carnal person. He's talking about those that are dominated by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is working through their lives. And they're not going to be carnal in everything that they do or they're going to do. So he says here, not concerning spirituals, brothers. I do not want you to be ignorant. Now, it seems, as we read the book of Corinthians, that some of the Corinthians were pretty ignorant concerning spiritual matters. They had become ignorant. They were not mature. Remember when Paul started the book of Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 1? He says that a lot of times he couldn't talk to them as mature people, but as babies in Christ, because they were carnal people. Why? Because they were divided. They had a problem with divisions in the body of Christ among themselves. So how can God speak to us if there are people in the body of Christ that don't even like each other? You see? If there's no true love. God wants the body of Christ to be together, united, not divided. And then there was another problem. Verse 2. He says, you know that you were Gentiles or heathens carried away by these dumb idols, however you were led. Now, it seems from the letter that these people, even though they had received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, they were still worshiping some of the pagan idols. They were there in the city of Corinth. And then he says this in verse 3, therefore, because of all this, I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God can call Jesus anathema or a curse. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit of God. That's a good verse. Let me tell you why. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but there are people that say, That they actually heard a Christian speaking in tongues. And instead of glorifying Jesus Christ, they were cursing. And they were cussing. And they said, well, how can the Spirit of God speak through a person and begin by cursing and saying that Jesus Christ is accursed? It doesn't happen. If a person truly has the Spirit of God... You cannot ever, ever speak against the Holy Spirit or against Jesus Christ. Because if you do, you're not a Christian. It will never happen. And yet in the Corinthian church that started, they began to actually share that someone was speaking through the Spirit of God, cursing the Holy Spirit. There's no possible way that that can happen. And that's why sometimes among the Baptists, they have a real problem with people that speak in tongues. Why? Because of the abuse of speaking in tongues. Where people have abused the gift. And so they totally put it down. And they say, well, the gifts of the Holy Spirit are not for today. But I believe that the problem is with so many people abusing the gifts of the Holy Spirit that people become scared to use them. And there has to be order when the gifts of the Holy Spirit are actually used in the church of Jesus Christ. And we have to be totally open to God to do whatever God wants to do in my life. I cannot be close to the Holy Spirit and say, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to limit you and you cannot do these things in my life. If God wants to bless me, if God wants to baptize me, if God wants to give me more than one gift, hey, Lord, give me as much as you want. I want everything God has for me. Why? Because they'll say, if he starts saying, okay, Lord, here I am, I'm open. He says, you better be careful because maybe a demon will come in. No. If you have the Holy Spirit, no demon can ever come in. Why? Because the light is greater than the darkness. I can be fully open to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, here I am. I'm yielding my life to you. You can do whatever you want in my life. But to say that a person was speaking by the power of the Holy Spirit and they were actually cursing Jesus. And then saying that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. That Jesus is not Lord by the, except by the Holy Spirit. We know that that person is not a Christian. He's demonic. He's from the devil. Because sin has been around for a long time. And demons do speak out. So we have to be careful. That we don't. Go beyond the line. But at the same time. This is blasphemous. Anybody that would say that. It's stepping into dangerous ground. Even to the point of committing the unpardonable sin against God. And that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. To say this. That speaking by the Spirit of God. We can call Jesus accursed. That was blasphemous. No child of God can do that. If you're a true child of the Holy Spirit. No possible way. So Paul warns us here concerning the problem in the church. Then, in verse 4, he now begins to develop the dependence, how we have the dependence on the same God. He says, there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, I like that. Because the word diversity here literally means there are many different gifts. We all don't receive the same gift. It's a variety of gifts that God gives to the church. Can you imagine if we all look the same? God forbid. We're all different. You see? All different. God has a sense of not only humor, but a variety. You know what I'm saying? Whatever he wanted, whenever he created man and the way he did it, it's, it's amazing to me. That no one can look the same. And I thank God for the variety that he's not only given to the church of Jesus Christ, but I thank him for the many different gifts that he's giving to the church of Jesus Christ. And I like what he says there, but the same Holy Spirit. Notice the unity of the Holy Spirit in the body of Christ. Whether we're Methodists or Baptists or Presbyterians or Calvary Chapel or whatever it is. If we're born again of the Holy Spirit, there's only one body. One church. That's it.
1: This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Don't forget, our goal is to equip you with God's Word so that you can experience every spiritual blessing in Christ. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. And be sure to download our free app for access to even more faith-building resources. Now back to more with Raul Reese and the final part of today's lesson, the gifts of the body.
0: That we believe that Calvary Chapel is not on the left or the right. We believe we're right in the middle because we believe in order. We believe in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We are open to do whatever God wants to do. We believe in teaching of the word of God. We believe that God can baptize anybody that he wants to baptize with the Holy Spirit. And we believe that the greatest thing concerning the Holy Spirit and receiving the Holy Spirit in my life, whether I receive the gift of tongues or prophecy, which we're going to talk a little bit about, no matter what gift I may be given by God in my life, I cannot practice those gifts unless I have what? Love in my life. That's the key. Love. Love is the greatest gift. And apart from true love, none of us can practice these gifts of the Holy Spirit. We have to have love in our lives. And we're going to get to that later on. But here, he's talking about many gifts. Verse 5. There are also differences of ministries, but the same Lord. Notice, first he talks about gifts. Now he talks about different ministries. And then what? And different activities. Verse 6. And there are diversities of activities, but it's the same God who works all in all. I like that. God made a variety of churches, variety of people who are all not the same. We're not clones, okay? We're all different, and it's so cool how God makes up the body of Jesus Christ. That we can go into another Calvary Chapel, and they can teach the same thing that we teach, but at the same time, it's a different church. It's not the same. When I, in fellowship, we're all the same, but there are things that they do maybe a little bit different. And you can go to a Baptist church or a Methodist church or Presbyterian church. And it's not because they're no longer my brothers in the Lord. They're brothers in the Lord. They're Christians. If they have been born again of the Holy Spirit, hey, we're still the same part of the body of Christ. And we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. Even though we have different ministries. Different gifts. Different activities. We're all one in Jesus Christ. Now, look what else he says. In verse 7 to 11, we minister in the same body. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Notice, the profit is for who? Just for you? No way. For me? No way. The profit is for all the church. For the whole church The body of Christ. He's talking about the church of Jesus Christ. Those that have been born into the kingdom of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's why we don't say every church is right on. We can't say that. We can only speak for those that are born again of the Holy Spirit. They're the only ones that we can talk about. The only gift that is personal In the body of Jesus Christ is the gift of tongues. And we'll see that in chapter 14. That's the only gift. That is for privately given to each individual person. The gift of tongues is the only personal gift among all these gifts. And we'll see that. Verse 8. For to one is given the word of wisdom. Now what he's going to do now, he's going to begin to speak on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now how many gifts are there in the Bible? Well, there are 21, 21 gifts. Now you say, how many gifts can God give to me? As many as God wants. God has given to me the gift of evangelism. He's given me the gift of pastor teacher. God has given me the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom. I've had prophecy in my life. And most of the time when a pastor teacher is teaching the word of God, usually when you're teaching the word of God, In teaching the word of God, the word of wisdom will be used. The word of knowledge and prophecy will be used in the teaching of the word of God. What do you mean by that? Well, sometimes when I'm teaching, I may be saying something that is actually speaking to someone. And I haven't called you or even known you. And I may be speaking personally about your life. That's a word of wisdom where God is showing me. But I don't even know. But you know. You see? I've had people come after her us and say, hey, did uh, my wife call you up and tell you my problems? <laughs> nope. I don't even know who you are. But the activation of the word of wisdom was being used by the Holy Spirit through the teaching of the word of God. You see? And that's really cool how God works like that. So we can't take the credit for that. It is the Lord working in us and through us to minister to the whole body of Jesus Christ. As we're teaching the word of God. You see? And so now he's going to give you some of the gifts here. In verse 8 he says. To one is given the word of wisdom. That is knowledge applied rightly. That is knowledge rightly applied. Given to us. You can read the book of Proverbs. And there is an example of perfect wisdom. Secondly. Notice he says through the spirit. To another. The word of knowledge. And that is what? God reveals Things that are happening in a person's life. Uh, One time I was, uh, years ago, I was actually in the congregation. I was teaching the word of God. And I was going through the congregation looking like I'm looking at you tonight. And I just happened to look in this direction. And there was a guy sitting there. And the Lord shared with my heart as I was teaching that his wife was in adultery. And I thought, oh man, Satan's talking to my brain. So I just moved on. And I began to teach the word of God. And after I taught the word of God, after the service, the guy came up and spoke to me without knowing him. And he began to share with me that his wife was in adultery. The word of knowledge. Sometimes you can be talking to a person and you're just talking and the Lord will show you something. And you'll go, oh man, I'm imagining that in my mind. No, that's the word of knowledge. About that person, what they're doing. Now it doesn't mean that when I talk to you, I'm reading your mind. Because then you will never talk to me. (laughs) It doesn't mean like that, okay? It doesn't happen that way. It happens supernaturally when the gift is being activated. And you can be talking to a person. And the Lord probably will share with you. Hey, this person is suffering tremendously. You need to pray for them. Or this person is in great financial aid. Or this person is actually having problems with his wife or husband. That's the word of knowledge. Where you don't know the person. You don't know nothing about the person. And God reveals it to you divinely. The word of knowledge. God wants to give those gifts to us. Look what the next gift is. The same spirit. Verse 9. And to another faith by the same spirit. The gift of faith. Like we see in the book of Acts by the apostles. Silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk. The gift of faith. Where you actually speak the word. And God reveals to you. Peter did it. It's pretty incredible when God begins to give you these gifts. Now remember one thing. They're not yours to play with. They're the Lord's. To be used to build up the body of Jesus Christ. To another person, he gives them another gift of healings. How many times have you heard the gift of healing? Wrong. We hear that a lot on Christian television. The Bible says that God gives the gift of healings. Let me ask you, what kind of healing has God given to you? To heal the blind, to heal the cripple, to heal someone with a cold. You see, this is opened by the Holy Spirit. That is not one gift. It can be the gift of healings, different kinds of healings that God can use you to perform in the life of a person. The gifts of healings by the same Spirit. That's one of the main reasons that when we pray here at Calvary Chapel, whenever we have an afterglow service or we're going to pray for people, you don't see me involved in that. What I do is I bring the elders of the church. Why? Because people start getting their eyes on one person and then there's a problem. And the problem is what? That people begin to look to that person instead of looking to Jesus Christ. And we're just people like anybody else. God can give you the gift of healings too, you don't have to be a pastor. Or an evangelist. The situation is with much that is given to us. Much more is required. And we have to be careful. That we don't abuse the gifts of the Holy Spirit. That God gives to us. Look what else he gives to you. Verse 10. To another the working of miracles. The working of miracles like in the book of Acts. To another one. The gift of prophecy. Not for telling the future. As much as what? As the teaching of the word of God, the word already has been written and God speaks to us. And what does he do? He demonstrates his power to the word of God. The gift of prophecy. How many times, and maybe you haven't been in a Pentecostal church, where I have been in a Pentecostal church. And visiting, and somebody will get up in the middle of the sermon And they'll begin to speak in tongues. And then another person will get up. And they'll begin to give the interpretation to that tongue. And usually it's not the true interpretation. But it's actually a prophecy. You see? Well, how do you discern? Well, we're going to learn that. Because when there is a true interpretation of tongues... Paul will tell us in 1 Corinthians 14, he will tell us that a true interpretation is what? Is praise like a psalm back to the Lord. It's not like this. Somebody gets up and speaks in tongues, then I'll get up and interpret. Say, My little children, thus saith the Lord God. God is and then I start prophesying. No, that's not the way it works. It doesn't work that way. The greatest example we have in the book of Acts, chapter 2, is on the day of Pentecost. What happened? The Holy Spirit came upon them and they began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them the ability to speak. It's not something that you're out of control. How many times you heard people say, oh, when I spoke in tongues, man, I couldn't shut up until the next day. It doesn't work that way. You can turn up the volume or turn it off too. It says that when they heard them speaking, they heard them all speak in their own dialecta, in their own dialect. They heard him speak in their own dialect. You see, that was when Peter got up and spoke. What did he say? This is what God said that would happen in the last days by the prophet Joel. What did Peter do? He backed up everything by the word of God. Every experience that we ever have, it has to be backed up by the word of God.
1: We hope that today's lesson has been a motivation for you to look at how the Lord can work through you and the building of His kingdom. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. To review today's lesson, just call us at 800-634-9165 and we'll send you an unedited version for a donation of $5 or more. When you get in touch with us, simply ask for the message titled, The Gifts of the Body. As you think about the ways you can put your God-given gifts to use for His glory, we'd like to tell you about an inspiring resource titled Walking Righteously. Rawls' 4 CD study will spur you on in service as you ask the Lord to direct your steps and open doors of opportunity for you to bless others. You'll see that in humble submission, there's great power to do mighty things in God's name. So get in touch with us to order Rawls' 4 CD study titled Walking Righteously. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 and we'll send you this audio pack for a gift of $19 or more. Once again, that's 800-634-9165. You can also order this resource by writing us at Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. And don't hesitate to take advantage of all of our free resources. If you've missed a program or would like to listen to one again, utilize iTunes or Spotify to look through our archives and download free podcasts. You can also join Rawl on his YouTube channel every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific for Straight Talk, a Q&A program with Bible-based wisdom for navigating today's complex world. And get your days off to an uplifting start with Rawl's free daily devotional emails. Just visit us online to subscribe. This is a listener-supported ministry. Your tax-deductible gifts are such an encouragement, and we're grateful to partner with you in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. Join us again next time for our continuing journey through 1 Corinthians. We'll meditate on the collective strength that comes from working together with our fellow believers as a unified body intent on glorifying God.